Glory, glory. Hey, uh, we just got word, and I want to share some testimony this morning. This song that we just sang, it was written uh, during a period of time where the church that wrote it, they were praying for a little baby who was in the hospital. And um, we just got testimony. We had prayed during the fast on the healing night. We had prayed for a little baby that wasn't even here. We prayed for Parker. Little baby's name is Parker, and he's in South Carolina. But his, uh, his, grand, his grandfather was here. And uh, we prayed for him. And um, he had multiple uh, different health issues, lesions on the lungs, uh, paralyzed from the waist down. And uh, so we prayed. There's all kinds of uh, all kinds of health problems con- continually in the hospital. Not four years old. Not sure that he's going to live. And uh, we just got word that the lesions that were on his lungs are gone. And so the doctors were like, "Well, maybe they were never there." And they went back and they looked at the previous scans, and sure enough, those lesions were there, and now they're gone in Jesus' name. And then. Because of the paralysis, he, he, he has no uh, control over bowel movement or, or, or over vomiting. And he started to experience pain. And they determined that the, the nerve endings are growing. The nerve endings are growing. So come on. Come on. God is on the move. We prayed. He moved. And so put your faith out there. As we worship, as we worship through these next songs, believe. In the midst of the trial, in the midst of your circumstance, just believe that God is going to move. He's going to heal your body. He's going to do amazing things. I'm telling you right now, the presence of God is in this room. And so tap into what the Lord is doing. Tap into what he wants to do in your life and believe for healing this morning. Yeah. 
the chain breaker. I kept hearing that he is the life giver. He is the life giver. Right at the beginning of worship, I think we were a little bit in, and I just kept seeing the whole carpet. I started seeing like this growth, and the next thing I knew, there were flowers just popping up from the carpeting in here, and they were like a spring bloom. It was a massive, and as the flowers came into bloom, they started worshiping. They were around people's feet, and I was like, God, what is that? And he says, I am the life giver. Everything in my presence comes alive, just like the nerves of that little boy. Everything comes alive, and it can't, I can't help it. I can't help it. My presence brings birth. It births new things, and I believe right now he is birthing new things just by being here, that his presence is bringing in a new wave. He's bringing life to some dead things this morning. He's bringing life to those things that you thought you weren't going to see bring life into. He's breathing life into them right now just because of his presence. It's who he is. So, God, we thank you. We thank you for the life-giving breath that you breathe into us. We thank you that there is nothing. There is no chain too strong that you can't break. There is nothing too big. There's nothing too dead that you can't bring back to life. You spoke it and it came into being. God, we thank you. We thank you that you are speaking things into, into um, people's, God. Dreams are coming back to life, Lord God, that they thought were buried. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that. We give you all the glory this morning, God. We thank you for coming in here. We thank you that you found us worthy enough to just come and be with us. Come and have your way in this service, in our lives. Lord, let us take what you're birthing into us and let us take it out to who you would have us bring it to. That it's not just in these four walls. That as we walk in your presence, things bloom behind us because that's who you are. It's, because, it's what we carry. We carry your presence. Let us be um, just givers of life as we go, even in the grocery store, into the, the jobs and into our career places, into our homes, God. Lord, let there be a birth that comes out of us. Let us be that fresh air because of the things that are blooming around us, God. Let us be those people who can speak life into the lost and see them come alive. God, we thank you that you that you have given us that authority. And we just thank you, God. We bless you. 
We say, have your way today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Woo, what a great day. Woo. Of course, you know what? Any day with the Lord is a great day, right? Wake up every morning. God, today is going to be a great day. Well, when you came in, you were given an engaged card. That's our way of actually just connecting with everyone here because sometimes we can't meet with every single person. So we're asking, it's, it's the new year, we're updating our systems, and we just want you to fill out what you're comfortable with. Um, if you're a first-time guest with us, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. If you're viewing online with us, welcome. There is a way that you can go on our website, redeeminglovechurch.org and you can fill out an engage card also so just look for that um, and so I'm just going to have a few things here as you can see we have new carpeting it was in last week and we just want to reiterate if you spill something no shame just please find an usher as quickly as possible so that they can get that cleaned up so it doesn't set in all right, we appreciate that. We want to keep the carpet as clean as possible and as fresh as possible. This week, you should have received, I should say last week, you should have received um, an email for your tithe report, those that um, give here. If you did not get that, check your spam folder. Um, I believe it went out on Wednesday. Um, and if you don't see it there, contact the office. All right, we want to make sure that everybody can access their tithe reports for their um, taxes. Um, also, you will see you got an extra card today, and that is our Engage Group cards. So there's going to be a lot more of that coming up. The service is actually dedicated to that. You're going to get to hear about all of the different groups. And on the back of your Engage card, you'll actually see boxes. They correlate. Um, most of you know this, but if you are new here, um, they correlate to that group. And so this is our way of doing discipleship. It is in our Engage groups. And uh, it's a great way to connect. It's a great way to meet people. So as you listen to the different um, people today, be prayerful about which one of these groups you are to get into um, and get connected with. We have a new sermon series started next week called Anchored. You are not going to want to miss that. All about hope. Um, And if you are a first-time guest with us, we want to welcome you again in the Connect Corner at the end of service. We just want to welcome you again, and we have a free gift for you, a free T-shirt. So make your way over there after the service so that you can get a free T-shirt. Um, let's reach our hands out to the children. If you have a child next to you, we're going to dismiss them to engage kids. Lord, we just thank you for these kids. We thank you for what you're putting into them, for the hope and the love and the joy. Lord, we pray that they encounter you as they have Holy Spirit encounter moments in Engaged Kids. Lord, and I pray just even blessings over all those who are serving in Engaged Kids, Lord, that um, it would be fun, that your presence would be there just like it is here. We just pray your peace in Engaged Kids today. In Jesus' name, Amen. And just look up at the screens. We have a few video announcements for you.
Glory to God. How's everybody doing today? Uh, we are super excited to be launching Engage Groups. Engage Groups is uh, the best way for discipleship to happen. And so um, I've said this before, but it bears repeating again. The way that we have church here on a Sunday, an ordinary Sunday, is a very Greek way of teaching, right? One person stands up and everybody listens. Engage groups is the Hebrew way of teaching, and this is what Jesus would have done with his disciples. Gather around in smaller groups, and everybody gets to ask questions about what's being taught. And it's actually, uh, in many ways, it's a much more effective way of teaching, um, partly because we get to discover the answers together. And so uh, we are super, super, super excited about engage groups. We love having them. And uh, we're, we're super excited to be offering you 10 different engage groups. Each person's going to come up. They're going to share about their engage group. And so as they come, I really want, um, I really want you to pray about um, which one you want to be in. We saw on the overheads last, last week, if you were here, we have about 80% participation in engage groups, which is awesome. That's great. I want it to go even higher. I want that, I want that number to go up and up and up. You know, we want our desire, our heart, Pastor Stacy is in my heart. Our heart is that every single person in here, no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, whether it's been a day or whether it's been, you know, 30 years, it's that you would come to a place of maturity in the Lord so that you uh, can do what the gospel has called you to do. So that you can do what Jesus has put on your heart to do. And, and that's, that's our heart, that you would grow up, that you would become mature believers, that you'd no longer be tossed to and fro by everything that goes on, and that you would stand fast and that you would help to even encourage others. This is what the discipleship process means. Amen? Amen. So let's begin. Uh, we'll call Ar Ariana and Amy up here, and uh, we'll hear from our first engaged group. So we're going to follow the ordered number on your sheet. All right, well, hello, everyone. Good morning. I'm Amy. I'm Ariana. And are there any women in the room today? Yeah. Any women in their 20s and 30s? All right, well, we want you to join to pray about joining our engaged group. We're going to meet on Monday nights at Mocha Blend at 6 p.m. So, yeah, so if you're a young lady in the room, you're in your 20s, 30s, um, what this group is going to be about is just getting all of us together to just get to know one another, build relationship here within the church. Um, just like we talk about engaging God, engaging church. We want to engage church in our small group and get to know you. Sometimes it's hard on a Sunday morning. Um, some of us serve, some of us have kids in the back, and it's hard to go around and find the other people around your age that have similar likes and get to know them. And that's what this group is going to be about, just getting to know one another, creating that space for us to build those deep connections. And we're going to do it while we're also discovering more about the Lord. So this is going to be a Bible study-based group. We're going to be um, looking at different topics in Scripture, digging into them throughout the weeks, discussing them together, um, and just getting to know more about the Lord and just diving into who He is. Another super thing, super exciting thing that we've decided to do is throughout this semester, we're going to be having a couple guest speakers, um, women from the church coming and sharing at our group, just getting to share things that are on their heart um, so that not only do we get to connect with each other, but we also get to connect with some of the um, older, more seasoned, mature women in the faith um, as well so that we know those faces around the church. Amen. So be sure to check off number one on your box for the young women's 20s and 30s small group. We'll see you there. 
Amen. All right, well, I'm doing group number two, and so you can sign up just like I did by checking the box on your Engage card on the back. So the numbers on your Engage card correlate with the numbers on your list. Um, Engage groups do not start this week. Engage groups start next week. So you can sign up this week. You can sign up next week. None of the small groups start until next week. Um, my group is called Discovering the Holy Spirit. And so um, I was toyed with what to call it. I would have made a much longer title if space was not um, an option, you know, a problem, but space is a problem. Is it discovering the Holy Spirit? Is it discovering the spiritual realm? We're going to be talking about the things of the Spirit. And so um, we're going to, it's a straight up Bible study. We're going to be pulling scriptures from the Bible. We're going to look at different things and then we're going to ask one another, what does that mean? Right? So here's a for instance. We might do this week one. As a matter of fact, we probably will. It says in uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 11, it says, Now whatever city or town you go into, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there until you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. If it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you or hear your words when you depart from that house, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in that day. Uh, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city. And so what did Jesus mean by that when he said, let your peace go out and rest upon those that are in the home? How does that work? How do I let peace out? <laughs> better yet, better yet, <laughs> listen to what he says. When you realize that it's not sticking, take it back. So, Jesus is talking about spiritual things, and we're trapped in our natural minds and we're trapped in our natural thinking. And so what we want to do is we want to talk about these things, talk about what these things mean, talk about how these things work. Um, just to give you a little, uh, just, just a little FYI, I have been practicing with this about releasing my peace when I walk into places. And then I've been practicing with taking it back when I realize like, oh, it's, it's not going to stick here. I might as well not waste it. Right, and so I've been I've been hand, I've been uh, experimenting with that a little bit. So uh, suffice it to say, this isn't a group for just anybody. But if you want to know more about the spiritual realm, if you want to know more about the spiritual dimension, if you want to know more about uh, some of the spiritual things that Jesus talked about, sign up for group two. This is going to be at our house. Um, so because it's there, it's going to be limited in number. We can only fit so many people in the room. Uh, but sign up. Uh, and uh, we will see you there Monday, 7 p.m. We'll have a great time. Amen. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. I'm Joe. Tanya. And we're the Avilises. Uh, our, home, our, our, our engage group is about the chosen. Uh, we really enjoy the show, but uh, the group is, is more about getting together and discussing Christ and, and sharing our lives with each other. We pray with each other. We talk about the things that are going on in our lives and in the lives of the people around us. Uh, we pray for people around us. We pray for healing. And we enjoy a, a really wonderful show that's about uh, the humanity of Jesus and how that affected the people around him yeah. and the humanity of the disciples and how imperfect they can be and still be used wonderfully by God. Yeah. Um, for the first, uh, the first 
three seasons are done. We're in the fourth season now. The fourth season doesn't actually premiere until the month, until the month of March. Uh, it's in theaters the month of uh, February. We're going to be discussing the different ways we're going to do that. We'll also look at um, at discussing Jesus in the media outside of the chosen. Uh, what were some great moments in the Bible that were uh, that you could compare reading the Bible to what visually you saw and what um, what what, it, what that looked like and how that impacted um, lives around Jesus at that time. You want to add anything, hon? No, nope, that pretty, pretty much covers it. <laughs> my wife, folks. My wife, folks. <laughs> I'll take both mics, I guess. Go for it. Hi, my name is Charlie Ann Huffam, and I've been coming to Redeeming Love for about 17 years now. And I'm really excited to share with you a technique that I just learned this fall um, called life mapping. So I was on my way to work, and I was listening to uh, radio, and the Focus on the Family came on with this uh, book that they were talking about, and they had the authors, Dr. John Trent and his daughter, Carrie Trent Stageberg of strongfamilies.org. And the book is titled, Where Do I Go From Here? And in the fall, my daughter went to college, so my husband and I are empty nesters now, so we're going through a transition, and those exact words were coming out of my mouth when I was talking to people, praying to God, where do I go from here? So when I heard that on the radio, I'm like, whoop, that's for me. So as they were talking, I was like, yes, that's a book I need to read. Basically, it uses storyboarding as a technique to visually lay out your life experiences that have happened in the past and to look at life as you can see as the purpose of God has for you. Um, so the song, like, Breaking Every Chain, so it's looking at, are there things in my past that we need to pray about, that we need to release, that we need to get healing for, to allow us to step forward in the future to the purpose that God has for you? So transitions can be one area in your life where you can feel stuck. You might also have, maybe you're regretting some choices you've made in your past. So this book, it's practical. It uses index cards. Um, so it was something that I worked through each chapter, and I created what's called a life map. So I am very excited to share this technique with you guys, and um, anybody who it would help, it's for anybody. So thank you very much. Number four. All right. Okay, well, I'm excited to talk about our fifth group, Foundations. Um, Pastor Stacy talked about uh, how engaged groups is uh, discipleship. Well, this is specifically about discipleship um, and how to, uh, the 12 most, most important aspects of being a disciple. Um, so it's a weekly Bible study that we're going to go through. So either bring your Bibles or Bring your Bibles, right? Whichever, whichever technique that you guys use. Um, and uh, we're going to go through the 12 different aspects. We're each going to get like one of these each week, right, that we're going to go through. Um, and it's going to be, it's actually going to be very engaging. It's going to be very interactive. Um, if you're a new believer or if you're just recently, uh, you know, decide, hey, I want to recommit and really get on fire for Jesus, this is the group for you. Um, when uh, my wife and I first went through this, um, we were, uh, at least for me, I was, you know, 15 years a Christian, and I learned so much so much um, going through the foundations um, because you really you, you really learn so much more and you get to bring your questions right because everyone has questions right so we'll get those questions answered um, as well but uh, really our goal is to really solidify your faith 
stay connected with God and really continue on that path of growing closer and closer to him because ultimately that's what we want, right? We want you to be closer and closer to him and give you the tools and have the environment uh, to foster that. So, um, you know, come join us. It's going to be Tuesday at 7 o'clock and uh, we're excited about it. So come. And that was number five and number six. There you go. Good morning. Um, I am here to invite you to Wednesday morning um, women's prayer, but we do have men that are also that come once in a while and they are able to join. So um, Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. And we'd love to have you all come. And let me just share just a little bit. Um, We have a good group um, that comes and meets together. And we have some people that come from other churches. So it um, becomes, um, you know, not, in, not closed to just one place, but really covers the region. And that's what we really want. We really want to cover the region. And um, Jesus, or Isaiah said, in Isaiah 56, 7, my house shall be called a house of prayer. For my version says for all people, some versions say for all nations. This is what affects when we pray together and when we pray alone, all prayer. It affects cities, it affects neighborhoods, it affects the nations. And it is the group of people, the one standing in the gap, it really can change things. And sometimes we don't see it all with our eyes. Um, reading the book, The The Intercessor by Reese Howells, how the group of intercessors in his Bible school would pray. They'd read the paper. They'd see what they needed to pray about. They literally affected World War II in England. They would see the answers to their prayers. And we want to see answers to prayers, whether it's small, whether it's big, whether it concerns a nation, a city. He also says in Isaiah 56, I will make you joyful in my house of prayer. And let me tell you something. That's where joy is going to get birthed in us. And joy is more than just a feeling. It is literally a weapon. It is a weapon against our enemy. So we get joy and the enemy hates it. And we're going to continue in that joy. I had a little episode in my house um, Christmas, my kitchens being worked on the house was a mess no christmas ornaments and i sat there and i said lord look at this it's kind of such a small thing to complain about and the spirit of god just literally just put joy in my heart at that moment where i literally began to laugh and really felt that joy because joy is when everything's going wrong and that's when it becomes a weapon So praise the Lord. We can be joyful. Come out if you have time. I know everybody can't make 10 o'clock on Wednesday morning. If you can, come out. If you can't, find somebody that you can pray with. Something happens. um, Pastor Stacy said the word connect. Something happens when we connect together. And I'm just, my time is running out, but I want to leave you with this verse. I put, the Lord put it on my heart. I shared it Wednesday morning with the group, 1 Peter 4, 7. This is my verse for this year, one of my verses. And 
since we are approaching the end of all things, be intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled so you can be given to prayer. Amen. Blessings. Good morning. My name is Mandy. Um, I am helping to lead the Thursday morning group. Uh, we're going to meet Thursdays at 10 o'clock um, at Liz's house in Troy, Brunswick. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> um, just up the road. Um, we also, this time, are going to have a virtual option because we're going to pull Sue in from down south. She's uh, being a snowbird this year. So if a, a virtual option would work well for you for whatever reason, let me know. We can set that up. So this time we are going to be doing um, The Power of Communion by Benny and Bill Johnson um, or uh, Experiencing Jesus Through Communion. They're the same text, just in a different format. So I happen to have the devotional part. Um, each book is about $17. If that's a hardship for anyone who wants to join, please let me know. I don't ever want finances to be an issue for not coming to a group. Um, this book um, shares a revelation that um, Bill and Benny received about how the sacrament of communion can um, release God's presence and power in our lives. Um, it's more than a, a ritual that we do. Um, it's more than just a simple remembrance. Um, I've always kind of coming out of where I did, I always thought of communion as this remembrance of long ago, what Jesus did in the past. But it's so much more. God invites us into um, presence right now and um, all that he has for us. It ushers in his, um, his power. And I think also um, a sense of who we are in him. Um, so from the back of the book, they talk about we'll discover communion as a sacred place of intimacy with God, a weapon of spiritual warfare, a prophetic act that creates dynamic change, and a catalyst for total healing. That sounds like a whole lot more than a ritual to me. <laughs> so I am super excited to read this book. Pastor Stacy has mentioned it a few times, and every time she does, I'm like, ooh, I need to read that. <laughs> so now's my chance, and I'm looking forward to reading it with other people and discussing it um, and getting a fresh vision for what communion can be. So I hope that everyone who's able to can come out. Good morning. I'm Angelia. I'm Zach. Um, so we get to lead the Engage Youth small group. And I want to bring your attention because we've had it on Mondays for several years now. We are changing the day. It's Thursdays now here at 7. And I'm excited about this semester. We're going to be going through um, activating our spiritual gifts. So we're going to um, identify, we're going to learn what the spiritual gifts are, and we're going to start exercising and walking out in our spiritual gifts. And um, I, I'm excited about this because we're bringing, like, I like to say meat 
where it's more than what we can understand when we first hear it. And I know that when I was in the youth, I grew the most when I didn't understand everything. So we're going to be going through a series that actually um, has been led here before, and it's been usually an adult group, but we're bringing this to the youth because we want to see you guys grow and um, just go be, be lights in the community. And, um, yeah. So last semester, we did hosting the presence, uh, kind of bringing the, the youth into, hey, this is how you invite the Holy Spirit, the presence, the power of God, and carry that in your life. Now we were wanting to expand that into, okay, now you can carry the Holy Spirit with you. Now here are the fruits of the Spirit and how you walk out in those giftings um, and how you learn what, what your gifting is and how you can use that to impact the people around you. So just like we, you know, disciple and grow the adults, we're doing that with the youth. Why not prepare them now so they don't have to catch up, you know? Yeah. They, get a, they get a head start, so. And kind of like what we were saying this morning about the power of God, like God doesn't need to be reminded that he's powerful. We need to, remem- we need to remind ourselves how powerful God is. And sometimes when we're learning what he has given us, we are able to exercise the power he's given us and the authority that he's given us, and we're able to walk in it. And so, you know, as we're singing the power of God, we're almost reminding ourselves, like, this is Elohim. This is God most high. He stands alone. Nothing's impossible for him. And so as we learn these things, we're learning so much more about who God is and really how big he really is. So let's get excited for our youth to start uh, prophesying and healing and all sorts of cool stuff in the church. Good morning. I'm I'm Jeff Bagley, and uh, I hope you'll uh, consider uh, my uh, the offering that I'm presenting. among the many good choices that you've already <coughs> heard. Um, I'm going to be uh, leading a study uh, on this book. It's called uh, Victory and Discernment Through the Fruit of the Spirit. It's written by a, uh, a local author, uh, which is kind of... I find uh, novel because I don't know how many local authors we have. His name's Bruce Salisbury. We did a book by him last session. And uh, <clears throat> this is, uh, it's, it's a large book. It's 461 pages. Uh, so we're going to split it up into two, two sessions. We're going to do uh, chapters one through nine in the first session and then the, the balance of them in the second engage group session. Um, the book's based on Galatians uh, chapter 5 verses 22 and 23, Colossians uh, chapter 3 verse 12, and Philippians uh, chapter 1 verse 11. Uh, the book has a separate chapter on each fruit of the Spirit as set forth in the, those scriptures that I just mentioned. Uh, these these fruits are uh, love, so there'll be a chapter on love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness. That's what we'll cover in the first session. Then faith, meekness, temperance, mercy, put, uh, kindness, humbleness, and righteousness. 
So I, I had a little word come to me as I was sitting this, uh, prior to the whole presentation, and that was push. So um, if uh, studying this uh, book will give you a little push or give you a reason to give others a little push in the fruits of the Spirit, um, that, uh, that's what came to me, so... <laughs> All right, so I guess we're ready for the uh, the final presentation, and that's uh, going to be Lauren Darling here. There you go, Lauren. You got your I'm Lauren. Okay, so the best thing about being an engaged group leader is you get to choose things that you need help with. And so, <laughs> so truth be told, okay, I... Um, have not had an awesome relationship with food my entire life. It's always been a struggle. But one thing that God um, has changed my focus on over time is not so much about weight or food or health or those kind of things, but like our body was given to us by God, and it's only on loan, right? Like it's not ours. Nothing we have here is ours. And so how am I caring for something? So I was taught that if I'm borrowing something of somebody's, I better not break it, right? I better not, like, scuff it up, destroy it, and I better give it back, even in better condition maybe even than I received it, right? And so it's very convicting when you talk about your body, right? And so my own, like, challenge to myself is, like, my body is a temple, and it's only on loan. And so does my body honor God? And the food I put in my mouth, is that honoring God? If God was sitting at the table with me, would I be eating fill in the blank. Um, do I respect myself? Do I find emotional fulfillment in God or do I find it in food? And then do I use food to deal with stress, triggers, or to ignore things? And so um, there's a huge balance between practical and spiritual in this. And so like as Christians, we shouldn't necessarily struggle with um, quote-unquote dieting because we have the power of God and so like let's take that worldly I need to be healthy like I need to eat better whatever your goal is but like let's add God into the mixture like why don't we do that why don't we make it a God thing you know God made us to crave and so one thing that will you know in our group we'll be taking a lot of um, pieces from this book called Made to Crave by Lisa Turkhurst you don't we're not necessarily going to read it we're not going to go through it page by page, but it is um, a good addition. But it's just bringing back that, like, we were made to crave God, right? That big hole in our heart is God-shaped, and no amount of Doritos will fill that hole, okay? <laughs> so, so we're going to just go over, um, during the group, we're going to go over some practical things, like what, um, you know, what should we be eating, what not, healthy food versus, you know, why diets don't work, accountability, but most importantly, like how to let God in and how to um, dive, we're going to dive into the Bible and kind of see like what God says about food, because I feel like that's something that a lot of us like don't do. We know what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat, but we want to know what God tells us to do. And so, yeah, so join us Friday night. Come on, let's have a hand for all the engaged group leaders.
Love, 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 love the engaged groups. Love all you engaged group leaders. There's more engaged group leaders who aren't leading this semester. And so um, we're actually going to be having another one more uh, engaged group that wasn't the, the leader wasn't able to be here to present today. Pastor Steve will be running a, an engaged group 1,200 miles away in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So if you happen to be down there, look him up and uh, find out from him what day of the week that'll be. But uh, Pastor Steve will be doing that down there. Uh, so happy. Uh, this is just, this is body life. This is body ministry. This is the way that it was meant to be. And um, we're thrilled, thrilled, thrilled with what's going on at Redeeming Love. Um, while I've got a few minutes left and the microphone in my hand, I want to talk to you. <laughs> I want to just talk briefly about that last song that we sang. You know, uh, there is power in the name of Jesus. And there's power in the name of Jesus to break every single chain in our lives. Um, Jesus came and he didn't come with a lack of power. When he came, he walked the earth. And one of the things that was very evident was the power that he walked in. After he's resurrected and goes to heaven, he comes back, he spends 40 days with the disciples. And in Acts chapter 1, he says to them, he says, remain in Jerusalem until you are are um, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mark, at the end of Luke, it says, when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you will be endued with power on, from on high. You will be specially clothed and fitted with power from on high. And that power comes through the Holy Spirit, but it comes in the name of Jesus. And so there is power in the name of Jesus that comes, and it comes through the Holy Spirit. And so I used to have this practice where I used to just walk around saying the name of Jesus. And so here on a Sunday morning, you know, or on a Wednesday or whenever it was, I'd just be walking through the sanctuary. Worship team would be up here practicing, and I'd just be like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Are you praying? Kind of. Kind of. It's kind of a prayer, but really what I'm doing is I'm declaring and I'm putting out into the atmosphere. <laughs> I'm putting out into the spiritual realm the name of Jesus because there is power in his name. There's a scripture in the, in the book of Acts. In, um, uh, the seven sons of Sceva try to cast out demons and they say, or it's not the, it's a Jewish itinerary. He, he says, um, I, cast you, I cast you out in the name of Jesus of whom Paul preaches. And so in, at that moment, the demon looks back and says, Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who are you? Right? The, the, the attention was grabbed. The, the name of Jesus grabbed the demon's attention. And so the demon all of a sudden pays attention. He's like, uh-oh, there's that name. Uh-oh, there's that name. But then all of a sudden, he looks and he realizes, like, okay, this person, but that person, although they're using the name, which has all the power, there's no relationship there. They don't actually know Jesus. And so this is a very interesting scripture. But um, So the demon jumps on that person who's trying to cast out the demons and actually beats him up. And so, but the whole, po the whole point of the story is that there is power in the name of Jesus. The demon recognized the power of the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us in Ephesians that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So what does that mean? That means that we have all of the authority that Jesus had. He actually says in 
in Matthew chapter 28, we look at this frequently. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he gives it to us. And so in the Garden of Eden, it was the, the authority over the earth. God gave Adam dominion over the earth. But, now, but then Adam gave it away, right? When, when Adam obeyed Satan in the garden, Adam gave it away. When, when, uh, Matthew, when Jesus goes into the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4, the devil leads Jesus up onto a high place and he says, I will give you all of the kingdoms of the world and their glory. They were actually his to give away. Satan says this to Jesus. Satan possessed them, and they were his to give away. They were his because he took them from Adam when Adam obeyed him. But Jesus defeats him in that moment, in that fast, on that mountain, in the wilderness. It says that Satan left the high place, but Jesus stayed there, and angels came and ministered to him. And then he beats him on the cross. And so now Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth are mine. Go, therefore, make disciples of the nations. Right? So we have this authority, and we need to learn to walk in our authority. It's our authority in the name of Jesus. It's our authority as Christians that cause us to be able to walk out and break every chain in Jesus' name. I'm telling you today, guys, there is nothing that holds me back from the will of God. There is nothing that holds me back from the will of God. What's the will of God in your life? What's holding you back in your life? Speak the name of Jesus and break that chain. Speak the name of Jesus and break that chain. Break it in Jesus' name. If you need help, we have these uh, sessions called liberation sessions. And they're designed to help to get you free. But chains are not necessarily physical chains. I don't actually have, I never really actually ever had physical chains around my leg that held me down. But there were thought patterns in my mind that kept me bound. And it's those thought patterns in our mind that become the chains that keep us bound. And so we need to go through, we need to break the power of the enemy. Because the only power that the enemy has left is to lie. Right? We've <laughs> we said this before, I'll say it again. The only thing the enemy can do is lie. Right? Why? Because he's been disarmed and defeated. <laughs> Listen, if you just remember it, I don't care how silly it looks, as long as you remember it. The only thing he can do is lie. So don't believe the lie of the enemy. Recognize. We need to learn to recognize when the lies come. You need to worry about that. You need to, aren't you worried about that? You need to worry about that. No. No, I cast my cares upon him. I I take care of my business, but I cast my cares upon him. You know what? I don't have to think about that right now. I'll think about that in the morning. I'll think about that when I'm talking with somebody that we can actually do something about that. I don't have to worry about that 24-7 until it gets fixed. That's not helpful. That's not helpful. And so our ability to wage warfare in the spiritual realm relies heavily on how much we can control our thinking. Our ability to wage warfare in the spiritual realm relies heavily upon how much we can control our thinking. And so, it's right here. I don't know if this is working. It's right here. It's all in the mind. It's right here in the mind. We need to control what we think. Because as we control what we think, we defeat the enemy. That's how we defeat the enemy. That's how we break the chains. That's how we have victory. The victory is yours, and we have every right, every single one of us that call Jesus Christ Lord and Savior, 
we have the right to walk in the full victory that was won for us on the cross. We have every right. And are we walking in it? Are we walking in the fullness of what Jesus said? Jesus said, the, the works that I do, you also will do, and greater works than these will do because I go to my Father. I'm here for the works. I'm here, I'm here for Jesus, which means I'm here to do the works that he has me do. But I'm, I'm here for the greater works too. I'm here for the greater works. I, sign me up, right? And I don't know what the greater works look like. We see in the book of Acts that Peter just walked down the street, and as he walked down the street, his shadow healed people. I don't remember Jesus doing that. I don't remember any occurrence where Jesus actually just walked down the street and people were healed. Yes, every place that Jesus went and every person that he prayed for, every person that he put his hand on, they were all healed. But I don't remember that shadow casting thing. This proximity, just get near the person and they're going to get healed. I don't remember that. Maybe there's a scripture. Maybe somebody can point out. You know what else? Paul would take uh, aprons or handkerchiefs and send them out to far cities. This is in the book of Acts. And people would get healed just because they touched the, the handkerchief that used to hang out on Paul's body. I think that's a greater work. I think that's a greater work. Sign me up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's give it a shot. What do we got to lose? Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you that uh, you've given us authority. God, we, we thank you that you've given us authority and that you've given us the victory and that we're to walk in it daily. Lord, I pray that you would help us all to win the battle of the mind. God, that we would all win the battle of our thoughts. God, that we would not be ruled by the enemy any longer, but God, that we would be yours. Father, I thank you uh, for every person in here. I thank you uh, that you are on our side, that you are winning the battle. You have already won the battle for us, and all we have to do is step out and take it. Father, I pray uh, for every engage group that runs this semester. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to be, be there, for your presence to be there. I pray that as we go through every single one of these groups, God, that you would just breathe on it, that you would breathe on us, that you would strengthen our faith, and that we would come to a deeper knowledge of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Stacy. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Uh, so there are many ways to give here. Um, at Redeeming Love, there's a, it'll be up on, there it is, it's on the screens. You guys are so good back there. Thank you for our live feed, our AV, and our sound team. Thank you. Yes, they deserve, we could not run without them. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, what I kept hearing today when I was like, all right, what can I share today? Um, I, I'll be honest with you, I have loved giving since I was a little girl, um, and I've shared this before, I was brought up as a Catholic, and I, I've always loved giving, and it, it was very at a young age that it got grounded in me that everything is God's, and he could have all of it, but he only asks us for 10%, and so as a little child, when I would take out my, you know, dollar, and it had the, you know, the change or whatever, and he only required this much, and I got to keep all of this. I was like, this is a good God. This is a good God. Even as a little kid who didn't understand math yet, I knew somehow I end up in a better place. 
And what I kept hearing this morning as this, just this whole life thing um, that I was sharing even earlier, I heard, do you feel like your finances are dead? Where, you know, so many times we hear like we work for our money, our money should work for us. Um, and there's like a dead, there's a finality. Those who are of us who are very a number person, like we know we bring this much in, we balance that checkbook to the penny. And, you know, you know, you, you don't, if you don't have it, it's not there. You know, it's, if you bring in $100, you have $100. And it's so final. And what I have found over, um, I'm, I'm 50, and so I think I started giving, my mother started training me at a very young age. I might have been about two or three years old. Um, and what I have seen over these last 47 years is that God brings life to things that look like they should only be, de- they should be dead. If you make $100, you only have $100. But I have seen time and time again, Pastor Matt and I have seen, as we continue, I will not steal from God. That is just something in me. I will give to him what he asks for. Um, but I have seen so many times where the numbers don't add up. And I do the books. I did the books for our business for um, 20 years. And um, I remember even going to our financial advisor and we had to fill out all these papers and we brought him, we were making not a lot of money. Like the bill, like we should not have had money at the end of the month. We should have been in the red every single, single month. And I remember him filling it out and he just, he's looking through it. He's like, I, like, this doesn't make sense. And he goes, and he's going through the paperwork, going through paper. He goes, you don't, you don't make enough to supply all of these bills. And yet we were paying our bills. And he gets to the one page where it has our tithe. And he goes, oh. That's why he knew. Even in the business world, businesses know. They give. They give. And so I want to encourage you, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you're in this place where your finances are dead, I bring in this much money, that is all I have, and I don't see anything. We have seen miraculous where all of a sudden there is more in our account than we even know where it came from. Um, and God is the God. He owns all that. He created money. He spoke it into being. He created it. It is a spiritual thing. He created it. Spirit created it. And he wants to use it for your benefit. So I just want to pray right now. Lord, I pray right now. I just want to just bless every person in this place, God, who feels their finances are dead. And I want you to reveal to them, God, would you reveal to them that it is a living thing and it is something that is to work for them, not something that they are to work for, Lord God, and that you use it in a mighty, mighty way. You breathe life even into those numbers that seem so final in nature. God, in the physical realm, you breathe life into it. You give it more. And Lord, I pray that you would even give them um, just the trust to trust you in that 10% to give you what you ask, the first fruits, that 10%. And Lord, I pray that they would see your goodness. They would see growth and they would see breath and life even in those things that seem so final, Lord God. Well, I just pray blessing over them. Would you bless them in the name of of Jesus. Amen. Um, first time guest, again, we want to remind you, please stop over at the Connect Corner. There'll be somebody there to greet you and pick up your free t-shirt. There will be prayer and healing teams underneath the screens. So you can go for prayer for anything. It doesn't have to just necessarily be a physical need. Um, there is a word of knowledge. Um, I hear the, that Lord wants to heal feet today. Any type of foot issue, um, arches, bunions, whatever 
whatever. He's healing feet today. So if that's you, you have a foot issue, go up and see the prayer people underneath the prayer and healing team underneath the screens. And uh, we look forward to seeing everybody here next week for our new sermon series, Anchored.